Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is October 24th, 2019. It is already Thursday. I can't believe this week just flew by, and I did something huge this week. Um, If you know me in my regular crazy life, um, I always, I have this Apple watch and it tracks my steps and it tells me when someone texts, it tells me when someone calls, it gives me an alert when something's going on in the area, whatever. And when I went away this weekend to the autism, um, the autism conference with Taka in Orange County in Costa Mesa. So I'm there and on my way there, I thought, you know, between illness in the family, between launching all of this work and everything else I am responsible for at this time, I, for the first time in years, felt anxious. So, of course, I say, and I'm going to ask myself, right, well, okay, what is driving me nuts? And what was driving me nuts was constant interruption, just being interrupted all the time. No matter what I was doing, my my hand was interrupting me. My arm was interrupting me. My thing was buzzing all day long. And 90% of the time, I couldn't actually get to what I was doing. So if I were in a meeting and my watch buzzed off, I'd be like, oh, wow, I got to get to that. And then I'd be sitting there and it happened again. And, oh, geez, I got to get to that too. And, and, And that would go on and on. And I would realize that I couldn't rest anywhere I was because even though my phone was in my case or in my purse hiding from me, My watch wasn't, and yes, it told me what time it was, but it also told me, oh, you haven't walked enough today yet, or you haven't, because if I have meetings, I'm gone. You normally have more steps before now, and now I'm feeling behind. I'm getting interrupted. I'm getting, so I'm not in this this moment of my life where I should be in the meeting. So all that stuff was kind of driving me nuts, and so what happened was I came back and I took the watch off. I don't care how many steps I do. I lived without that for years, even though I've lived with it four years as well, like three or four now. And I don't care what time it is. And I cannot tell you how great that feels. I'm not putting down the watch. It's great. Maybe when I'm not feeling so crazy, but, oh, my God, what a deep breath. I I start something. I finish it. I'm thinking about it. I'm just more calm because nothing is, is interrupting my brain every few minutes. So I wanted to pass something along to you that I learned at this conference. They were taking our phones and showing you how much, um, I guess, radiation and whatever's going through it. And people who have a cover for their phone, it literally cuts it by two-thirds. 
the radiation that comes out of your phone. You know, they have some that it covers the front of the phone. And then they, they, this interesting fact was the difference between long brain waves and short brain waves. So when we're on our phones all the time, we're using short brain waves all the time. Our brain needs a balance between long brain waves and short brain waves. So you have to do, you have to balance that. Otherwise, you will feel more anxious as well. So this whole, the sideshow of going to the autism conference was understanding the brain. So I thought, wow, I, you know, I used to read books a lot more. Now I listen to them. And now I, you know, while I'm working out, I have a book on or something like that. And I realized I don't sit and read anymore. I don't use my long brain waves. I'm like, does TV count for long brain waves? It's far away. And they said, well, if you're sitting and watching one thing, but if you're channel surfing, you're doing the same kind of action. So long brain waves and short brain waves. The balance of the two, one isn't better than the other. You just need both is something to think about. So anyways, that's a little gem I'm passing on. I've got dreams today, so let's go for it. So my first dream is from Chris Kip Woods. Actually, I have two from him because I did not get to him last week. And I'm going to read the last week's and then this week's, and maybe we'll see a connection. He says, hi, Nadia, hug. I had a dream that I was standing by a cage with a bear inside it. I was telling the people that the bear was very sick and had his temper and would die soon. Then I said, don't stand too close or you will catch the disease. Then I was in my living room looking for my shoes so I could go outside and beat this man up. I was very angry. I vaguely remember being on a bus going to somewhere, and that's it. Thank you. So first you're standing by a bear and you're telling people the bear is sick and not to get too close because he will die soon. Then you're in your living room looking for your shoes because you want to go outside and beat up someone because you're, ha- you're angry. And I vaguely remember being on a bus going somewhere too. That's it. That's a lot of different thoughts going on in one shot. The fact that you are protecting people from a bear and then you're going along and you want to hurt someone because you're angry. One great part of your dream, and I I sure hope you're listening, and I know you will because you have the other one um, soon because you're far away right now, but just hear that. I want to go outside and beat this man up. I was very angry. I don't know if you were angry at him or just angry. But in your dream, you never got there. You never went out and beat him up. And so what happens when we we want to go hurt someone because we're hurt, right? And we're angry and we don't want to solve it with our mouth. We want to solve it with our fists. And you don't get to. What are you left with? You're left with your anger. 
anger is injured love. In your dream, you're protecting the bear and you're protecting people, yet you want to hurt another people. But not really because you get on the bus and you're going somewhere and you're gone. So you care about people. You're not so sure how deeply you care about yourself. But this dream is telling you, you are a gentle giant. You have this bear that you're protecting that's bigger than life and could, you know, kill us in a swap if it really needed to. And yet you were going to hurt somebody, but you didn't. That there's issues that are as big as a bear going on. And that bear is your, you need to protect you. And anger, believe it or not, it's a protective emotion, even though it looks ugly on the outside and the person is like swinging their arms out. But anger ultimately tries to protect us from anyone, anyone hurting us anymore. And unfortunately for anger, the way it comes out isn't protective. It comes out as aggressive. And you wanted to be aggressive, but you have too big of a heart to be aggressive. So you get put on some bus going somewhere, you don't know where, and then the dream ends. So even in your dream, you couldn't hurt another person. But what you're left with is your hurt. We never heal our hurt by lashing out on other people. It does not work. What we do when we lash out on other people is we hurt them too. And now we've given them something to have to carry around. Think about that. So whole thing is saying when you feel angry in the day, in the night, or something triggers you where someone around you might say something and it might hurt your feelings and then trigger anger that you already have sitting there waiting because it hasn't been addressed or healed yet to come out, have a conversation with yourself. And just say things like, hey, you know what? Anger really never solved anything. Do I really not want to solve this by acting on it? I know why I'm really upset. Because we all, we all know why. We may not want to face it, but we all know why. Wow, maybe I need to sit with myself and think about this. Or talk about it with somebody. Because our soul is so tender. The innocence that lives in us is remarkable. And how we decide to represent this soul that lives in us, it is us, the original us, before 
anything hurt us. We keep trying to get back to that because we know it's there. It's there. We know it. It peaks out. Even the person who tried to shut their soul down as much as they can. The minute I talk to that soul, not the person who's showing me how cool they are, how great they are, or how sad they are, and how angry they are. I've seen it on both sides of the coin. But the minute I talk to the soul of that person, the ageless part of them that knows who they are, the minute I talk to it, there's this, like, really beautiful quiet. Because it's like, wow, somebody just acknowledged that I'm really here. Like, someone can see me. All we need is to be validated in some way, is to be acknowledged in some way is to be heard in some way. And it's not someone else who actually needs to hear us. Yeah, I know you guys know this is coming. But you need to hear you. When we don't hear ourselves, we just talk, 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 talk all day long. We don't listen even to us. We think nobody else can hear us. We get mad at them for not listening to us, mad at them for not reading whatever they write or whatever they say or whatever. They're lashing out at at the whole world trying to explain it. I always say, take a minute and explain it to yourself. The greatest resource on the face of our earth is us. Things are going to come and go. Trends are going to come and go. The way we're living life is going to come and go. But there will always be people. Otherwise, there's no point. And we are learning hard and fast that we need to hear ourselves. Because if I can't hear myself, there's no way I have room to hear anybody else for real. Or I'm going to look at it through the filter that I use on myself. And our filters aren't fair. Our filters are loaded with self-judgment and all that stuff. So if I didn't pay attention to my anger and you didn't pay attention to your anger, And let's say we're in a relationship, we're going to have a lot of anger issues. Because now we created a forum to allow that anger to try to exit. And the beautiful part about Chris's dream is that he never went out to beat up the guy. 
At first you say, wow, what a violent guy who wants to go out and beat someone up because he's angry. But even in his dream, the guy wasn't even in the room yet. The guy never knew that someone wanted to beat him up because they were angry. Think about that. He didn't even know that was coming, and he probably never will. I know it's a dream, but think about the bigger picture here. How many times have we in our dreams had the, I wish I could do whatever, and then when you wake up, you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm really glad that was a dream and not real. There were times I, I wished, I in my dream, I was wishing I could wake up to make my dream go away because I did not like what was going on in my dream. And then when you do wake up, how relieved you are that it was your dream. So thank you for that dream. It really really pointed and shine the light at anger and how elusive anger is and how anger is only anger because it is not solved yet. And we know that every time we meet someone and we see somebody who's really angry and a part of it that makes it so unattractive to us or so alluring to us is that we all know that that person has made it to life up to this day and has not solved their issues yet. We have evolved enough to know that in a quick second and also be aware of it because we always knew it, but we weren't ready to admit what we knew because we haven't yet understood ourselves well enough to know that or to be acknowledging it on a conscious level. But now we're there. We have evolved so much in the past 20 years. It's incredible. But that's why we do that. We look at someone and go, wow, they're angry. And we run the other way because we know there's no talking to someone when they are angry because the anger needs to show itself and act out what it has in its little arsenal, which isn't very much. It's very predictable. It's like ego on steroids. There you go. So thank you, Chris, for that dream. The second one is, hi, Nadia. He always puts ex-hugs. I was watching a movie and drifted off for a few seconds. And I saw myself go into a dark room. I thought no one was in. But I looked to my right and saw a fire was lit. So I said to myself, oh, there is someone there. It was a flat I used to live in in England. Then I was in a room with Barbara, who was married for 35 years to my cousin Michael, who went home a year ago from cancer. I put my hands out and showed her a gold ring, a ring I had made out of wire for a lot. I'm not sure what a lot is, but for a lot. She tried to pull the gold ring off my finger, but couldn't. I said that the ring Michael gave me. That's it. Thank you. This room or this area where the light was lit and you saw someone you knew, this, it's, ah, your dreams. This is telling you that 
don't be scared to go into your own dark room. Now you're facing your anger, and now it's like, you know, I walked into a dark room, and there was a light lit, and you walked in, and you found familiarity. You found a woman you knew. You remembered your cousin who passed away. It was a gold ring, a gold ring. There's a story about gold that I have to tell you because I did not know this prior to seeing Christ. One day I was writing and Christ was talking to me about the one mineral that is the same on earth as it is at home. It's like love is love is love, but only pure love travels. Well, this mineral only is the, is the same here as it is at home. It's the only mineral on earth that exists here that also exists at home. No other mineral. And I'm thinking, wow, what mineral? For some reason in my brain, I thought a mineral was like from food or something. And it just didn't occur to me like a physical object. So then he said that this mineral is gold. And I'm like, gold is not a mineral. I, I stopped writing to Google if gold was a mineral. And of course, Christ was right. He was right. Not that I was surprised, but I just, you know, I didn't know. Two things happened. One, it validated that that's who I was hearing because I do that every single time I write. I'm like, ah, come on. I mean, think about it. I see Christ and I hear him. And still to me, it's been almost 18 years. I'm still fascinated with that fact. I'm still fascinated. And yet here I am writing and he's talking about gold. Then he describes gold to me. You can't burn it. You can melt it and reshape it. It never changes its color. If there was a big fire and there was gold there, the gold would still be the gold. It may have melted, but it'll never change. And that's why there's gold markets to buy and sell gold. It's in the earth. We found it here. It was part of the makeup of the earth. How did we ever just realize that gold was there and what it did? Because over time, we realized it was a dependable mineral. They used it for currency. Silver can change color. Silver can do a lot of things. Not pure silver. But there has been this thing about gold. There was more he told me about it, but for this show, we're going to talk about why there was a gold ring in this dream. Because there is a connection to gold and home. And your first dream last week was to... Pay attention to anger and understand that it needs to be healed. And sometimes all we have to do is acknowledge that it's there. Like, wow, I know 
that this makes me angry, kind of know where it started from because these are the things that go through my head when I'm angry. But look, there's a bridge to home. When Christ says over and over again to us, there is no soul left behind, not even yours. The truth is, not even yours. Your soul is not left behind. And that's for real. It sounds good when we hear it. It's a great post. But in truth, it's true. And some of us don't believe we deserve to be part of the pack. And we believe that nobody's as bad as we are or as dishonest to ourselves as we are, so we are left behind. And we come up with great reasons why we should be left behind. But you're not. Every single one of us, listening or not to this podcast, is not left behind. I think of that when I see anybody. There's people I've, I've had the relief back into the world, and it used to bother me quite a bit, and it still does at times. But now I know that I didn't release them. They released themselves. Because people forget what they do, and if they forget what they do, and they're constantly paying attention to what you're doing, they have to be released to understand that it's them, not you. Their life isn't dependent on what you do. Their life is dependent on what they do. And sometimes their lessons are learned better away from you rather than with you. So now that I understand that, thank you, Christ, because that was one of my biggest hurdles, was that this dream, it brought you to people you love and know and that have caring towards you, who have known you for a long time, and there wasn't any issues there. There was only love. And she tried to pull the ring off your finger, but couldn't. Because she still wanted part of her husband. She misses him, and you got to see that. But the gold is what attracted her. And the gold is what you made. And the gold in in there was saying, there's a connection between here and home. And that was your cousin. In all of life, we have these kinds of dreams where they revolve around someone who's passed. And sometimes when someone who's passed, especially early on, early on in their worlds of leaving. They visit much more often, and they do it through dreams because it's the only time our sensors are down enough to see them. 
sounds like a big deal because it's like, oh, the dead people. But, you know, nobody dies. And it's it's sometimes troubling to some people. They're like, oh, I want this to end. And I never want to come back. And that all may be true. But when we leave, this looks like a school or a plane to go to or somewhere to go to and learn. And the biggest evidence of that is that nobody stays. No animal, no human lives forever. So the other part of this dream is that you are here now. Hold on to what you make. Don't give it away, even if somebody wants to take it for their own reasons. You do have worthwhile resources. So understand that you have a worth, a self-worth that is worth something, something as much as gold. There is no soul left behind. There is no soul more important than another ever, ever. And I really want to thank Chris for his dreams because as interesting as they sound, the lessons in his dreams have been just like almost like refreshing to talk about today. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for sending them in. Thank you for taking the time. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Questions Friday. Have a great Thursday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.